Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Hello, this is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Today we will hear a classic message from our archives that we believe will be a blessing to you and give you principles to live big in Christ. Let's join Bishop Greer for this classic teaching as we continue our previous broadcast. Back to Matthew 21 and verse 20. Life's too short to play games. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. Saying, Jesus, you're not just like us. You know, we tell a little joke and, and, you know, we say it's harmless. Lord, even your little sayings have impact. Scripture says how a curse causeless will not rest. We, we, don't, we don't have to fear God cursing us. That's not, I'm, trying, I'm not trying to put that fear in you. Because if we put our faith in, faith in there's no, no worry about curses and, and, and the rest. But he said, how, how did the fig tree wither so quickly, they asked. Then Jesus explained something to them. Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not what? Please read this statement carefully. Because it is an important key. The issue is not that we don't have enough faith. The issue often is our doubt. Did you catch that? Truly, if you have faith and do not what? Every time I try to believe God for something, I don't pray for faith. I say, Lord, help me with these doubts. And as God begins to work out every doubt and he begins to remove these doubts, then I come to a place of finding results. He said, I tell you, if you have faith and know what doubt, God wants to bring us to the place of doubtlessness. You hear me? See, you you missed that because what I just said was worth a million dollars. Don't ask God for more faith. He's given every man the measure of faith. Ask God to help you overcome your doubts. And as you help, as as he does it, then your faith begins to bear the fruit. Say, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you got what it takes. Just let it grow. The issue is the weeds of doubt, the rocks and thorns of of unbelief entangle us and take the energy that should be face. Please watch carefully. Listen carefully. I tell you the truth. If you have no, if you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do, did you see, can you do, watch this. He, Jesus does not lie. He said, guys, you can do what I did. He's teaching them how to curse. Mark said he cursed the tree. See, Satan's taught you how to curse. Now we need to let God teach you how to curse. Amen? Do it the right way. Not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, you can do what was done to the fig tree, 
But also you can say to this what? What is he saying to the disciples? He's saying, I've given you power over every fruitless thing in your life. I've given you the authority to curse it, to uproot it, to turn from it, and to get it out of the way. Every fruitless deed, every fruitless work or belief. Don't you settle for it. I can't help myself. The devil's a lion. You are too. He's given us power over every fruitless thing in our lives. The thing is, we love our sin too much. We ain't cursing no fig tree. That's my favorite tree. That's my favorite sin. That's my favorite thing. I'm not going to speak ill of it. And God say, no, you need to, to love me, but you also need to hate evil. And a lot of folk, it's not, it's not so much that you don't love them enough. It's just you don't hate some things enough. Now, I keep saying that, don't I? Why sometimes? See, you have to learn to curse like Jesus curses. Jesus never curses a good thing. He'll never curse a righteous thing. But he will curse wicked. So what is this, you know, you trying to be so politically correct? Woe to the person who calls sin evil and evil's good. Woe to the nation. Woe to the church. See, I didn't come here for all this. You needed to come here this morning. The reason you're not free. And please, if it's, if it's not for you, let it go over your head to the person next to you. That's fine. The reason you're not free because you don't hate it. Jesus hates hypocrisy and mockery. He hates the fruitlessness of false religion. He hates religiosity. You come with your long robes and tassels. He spoke to the Pharisees and your white walled tombs. Hates it because he loves something. Jesus loved the father. So he turned over tables. What tables are left unturned in your life? What things will you not deal with? So Lucifer's sitting there selling wares and, and just, you know, in the church of God, he has a place in a license all because we said love, 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 and ain't nobody hate nothing. It's not enough to love God. You must hate. Be passionate. Not lukewarm, but passionate about what's evil. Stay with me. He said, not only can you do what was done to the victory. Let me tell you something. There's some things in your life that you know is a mockery. You know it ain't bearing no fruit. You know you just put on the church face and you ain't never got it fixed. God said, listen, I've given you the power of life and death. I've given you the power to stop expecting Bishop to do it. Stop expecting the next book you read or conference you go to to get it fixed. I've given you the power of life and death. You begin to speak to that thing. Say to that thing what I have to say about that thing. Put my word in your mouth. And then watch the results you get. Stop blaming everybody else. It's up to you to choose to deal with your fig tree. Not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this, this mountain, he argues from least to greater. The fig tree was on the side of the road. Fig trees just kind of get us distracted on the way. Fig tree is not really even a sin. It's more like a weight. It's just distraction. The Bible said we're to throw aside every sin and every weight that so easily entangles us. 
He said, listen, not only can you do this to the fig trees in your life, the areas of falseness and fakeness, you hear me? You can also speak to mountains. Now, you see, you can be on the road and have some fig trees in your life. You're going to make it in. But let me tell you something about mountains. They block the road. But he said, listen, start with the small things. Then work your way up to the big. He said, start dealing with the little small areas, the little foxes that, that ruin the vine. Start dealing with issues like temper, jealousy, envy, strife. You hear me? I know this isn't pleasant. But the truth will make you free. Begin to deal with the small things. And then before long, you'll be like, by like, be like David. He said, listen, God rescued me from the paw of the lion. He rescued me from the paw of the bear. And you uncircumcised, you're going to be the same. You hear me? God will deliver me too. But, but listen, hey, hey, the challenge is we want to deal with the big thing because we're more concerned about people watching us than what God has given us the grace to deal with. Do, do you hear what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. My boys in here, jeez. Well, they need to hear it. Do you know, I gave my life to Jesus at 20. I didn't know no better. Some of y'all know better. Before God dealt with me about things we would call major sins, first thing he dealt with was that little tongue. You would think, he said, boy, I don't love you because you, you can't keep your clothes on. Boy, you doing this? No, no, no. First thing he dealt with was my tongue. But you see, what I could have done has been like every other religious person. And said, well, you know what? To fit in with them, I'm going to sneak a little bit on the side. And, and you know what? And, and, and then, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of creeping. But for the most part, I'm going to look good. I'm going to have leaves just like them. And I could have went into that little noonday fellowship with my leaves. Hallelujah. And then, then right after I get to my creeping and then didn't go four or five weeks without creeping and feel good about myself and creep right back in. But, but you know, because I got my leaves, I got my bumper stick with my T-shirt. Now I'm memorizing some scriptures. Somebody preached it to me and maybe I'm part of the choir. You see, we, we do that because we're more concerned about the folk than our God. See, at first, God didn't give me no special grace to deal with that. He knew, listen, if I get this boy to control that cussing, foul mouth of his, I don't have to worry about his hands, his fingers, his toes. No, no, I'm not going to talk about no other parts. You hear what I'm saying? But I had to do it in God's order. That's why when someone coming here looking all crazy, don't, don't judge them. You don't know what God's dealing with first. He ain't dealing with the length of the dress. But the sad thing is that some people ain't fornicating, they ain't homosexual and all the stuff that folk doing. But they tongue just as long and as ugly. You hear me? I get embarrassed when I talk about this homosexual stuff. But it's the culture. And you got to deal with it. Okay. But, say, but also you could say this, you do it with the little things. No, I'm not saying that to condemn you, but to set you free. I don't understand homosex. I don't get it. I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. But let me tell you, I do understand regular sex. I do understand how intoxicating it can be. I do understand how exciting going right to hell can be. And let me tell you something. If God could take a womanizer like me, 
and for 17 years made me faithful to one woman. You hear what I'm saying? Don't tell me. Oh, you say, because you the bishop. Haven't you heard stories about some bishops now? Like I said, I'm not feeling well. That's my excuse today for being so frank. 17 years, ain't nobody got no story on me. By the grace of God, by the grace of God, by the grace of God. And 17 more by the grace of God. Said, but also you could say to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea. You ever feel like telling some things in your life, go jump in a lake? He's saying, listen, if you be faithful with these little foxes, little hypocritical tiny things, I'm going to work you up to the bigger things. And things that would, 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 would don't, don't worry about the roadblocks yet. Let's deal with some of these small things. And then, then, then you'll graduate to that mountain. So again, in people's progress, don't judge them too quickly. Because people judge me. The pastor that, that led me to, that I walked down the aisle, the next day he called me a demon, the people in the church. He was right, though. <laughs> but, but listen, I'm still in the ministry. He's not. Matthew 12 and 36 again. Here I go. I remember after I gave my life to Jesus, I, I think I might have told this story once. I started living right. God got my tongue right. and I was handling my, my, my temple right. That's so I was walking honorably before God. Then there was this guy, you know, he befriended me. Actually, he's been in the church for years. I, I didn't know nothing about church when I got saved. One day, I just felt led of God, if you will, to go to his dorm room. But I walked up to the room and uh, heard some music in the background. Believe me, this wasn't gospel music. And I stood at the door. And I could hear some things. This guy was someone I looked up to in the faith. I remember standing at that door. I wanted to cry. Not because, hey, you know, I looked up to you and you hurt me. And it wasn't that. I felt God. I felt, I felt Jesus' concern for both the man and the girl in the room. A lot of us say, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do it and God will forgive me later. You don't realize how many things that young man probably has to forget in order to be with his wife. And you, you think you got away with it, but you didn't. While I was on the other side of the door, I could feel God's heart. It was breaking. Not because I'm holy and righteous and better than you and you're a fool. None of that. It was, what are you doing? Do you realize what you're opening yourself up to? Let me tell you something. From that day forward, it was a hatred for that type of thing. You go to a movie and y'all can enjoy it. I can't because it breaks my heart to watch what people call entertainment, the destruction of lives, the destruction of souls. Babies born without a daddy there. I mean, come on. Our jobs are put people together not to break them up. Memories you can't get past them. And, and as I say to you, what, what happens is when, when we get with the, the person God sent to us, we put the best of everybody together. That person can't live up to that. No wonder we're not happy. So then we have to augment our bedroom with, 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 with X-rated stuff. So you can try. It's a mess. Since when is one woman not enough? Something's gone wrong. When all the instrumentality, all the stuff he put. And that lady somehow can't satisfy. You say it's her. God said, no, it's you. 
And until you hate it, you will not be free from it. I could lay hands on you till you go bald in the hand. <laughs> until you hate it, you'll not be free. He said, we'll give an account for every empty word. When conflict comes, people are facing dire circumstances. Is all you have cliches, empty words? Or are you like, Paul, oh, I want to read an example. Romans 8, 38. For I am convinced, I am beyond doubt. Don't settle for not being convinced in this hour that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any power, height or depth, nor anything else in all creation, not names at all. He said, I'm convinced, I have no doubt. None of these things will be able to separate me from the love of Jesus. This week, my wife and I were out of the country. I received an email that a wonderful lady that had been attending our church was murdered. You may have heard about it on, on the news, newspaper. When I got the news, I, I felt I was to finish this series, and I said, Lord, shouldn't I change it? He said, no, no, this is the very thing you need to share. She has many friends here. She has three beautiful children that have been left here. Amidst the news I just shared, you may have missed something. I said she had been attending grace. I was told that she had marvelously rededicated her life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Such a crime you cannot wrap your mind around. I understand it was her husband. Her husband had came here once. And he walked out. And I remember it because I could see a person in turmoil. He was in one of the latter rows there, maybe the third or fourth row. Me and one of the deacons had a discussion after service. That deacon had spent over an hour talking to that man. It seemed like that man was perhaps following his wife. I don't know. More than any interest in God. The point is, he walked out on the only one who cared about him. He may have felt he walked out on a church or maybe even on a preacher. But ultimately, he walked out on Jesus. Alice has been with us for months. You don't know how far along in the person's journey next to you they are. See, we have in church, you don't know. You say, Bishop, preacher, pretty, you don't know how long that person has next to you. And because you don't know, you need to make sure that while it counts, you do everything within your power to do right and make it right. A lot of folks say, y'all just having to know we're dealing with eternal matters. I had Alice's soul for six months. I don't make up nobody's sermons. I'm too scared of God. I had her for six months. We had her for six months. But guess what? See, you might be missing something. You're thinking of the tragedy. I'm thinking of the glory. Six months she was here. I don't know if she rededicated and came or came or rededicated because I don't know. You see, this is where we don't, don't be a tree with only leaves. 
You either believe this thing or you don't. Give me some time. We're going to unpack just a couple more scriptures. John eleven twenty five. Jesus said this. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. Even though some crazy man. And whoever lives by believing in me will never. That's just not me getting my preach on. That's truth. She can't die. And the best someone could do is take away her body. As far as I'm concerned, there's one person that stepped out into eternity. And where the tree landed, it landed. And with confidence on this side of the grave, I can say Alice lives. I can say that man had no power to take her life. He might have taken a breath, but not her life. I am convinced that neither height nor depth, things present, things future, demons, principal, nothing can separate her from the love of my Christ. So I don't weep like the world weeps. I get mad at the devil for what he did, but I don't have the same type of sorrow. Because I want to read another scripture, Luke 23 and 43. It's a thief next to him on the cross. Alice, she didn't give her her life to Christ at, at, at the midnight hour. She had some space. But watch this. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth. I'm not lying. Today you're going to be with me. Nobody needs to cry for Alice. If there was anyone that I want to have my back when I step out of this body, it's Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? He's faithful. Even. He said, you, you, today, not tomorrow. She's not going to sleep for some years and think, today. I have no question and no doubt with where Alice is. I can say that for Alice, but I can't say that for everyone in this room. Jesus said, today you'll be with me. How many have that type of confidence? That you know that you know. If you only have a few hours to live, that at your next visit to McDonald's, Burger King, your time. Have you just been playing church or do you know? Do you know? Why do we do what we do so folks will know? 2 Corinthians 5 and 8. Catch, catch Paul again. Let it be you and I. We are confident. Do you have confidence? And because I have confidence, I speak the way I do. I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home. With the Lord. Alice was taken too soon. But even in that terrible situation, the worst that happened to her is she got home first. Our prayer is not for Alice. Alice is just fine. Alice is with Jesus. Can't nobody hurt Alice anymore. Can't nobody hit, hurt, or may no one can even speak. You can't, no one can touch Alice anymore. The issue is those who left. My prayer is that just as sure 
as we were talking about the curse, how real it is. You have faith in the blessing and how real it is. Alice is with Jesus. Time. And we're out of here in a minute. I mean, I was just, you know, 15 years old and can almost dunk. Now I can't even touch the net. It's like that. I've lived half my life like that. This thing is just for a moment. Alice has gotten where she's going. The issue is, have you gotten where you're going? Alice was loved. I'll tell you something. Whatever those children need, I don't know who the family is. I don't know if there's any family in this service. We intend to be there for the family. But church has this news about Alice struck our community. Perhaps some of you didn't even, because they didn't show pictures, and maybe you didn't know. I want to do Alice a service. Don't let that, her life be meaningless. And honor her. Would you in your seat, just think for a moment. I'm not going to live forever. I'm not going to be here always. May her life be a reminder that how you live, where the tree falls, that's where it lands. May she be encouragement to you to be sure of your salvation, to be sure of your destiny, to deal with the fig tree so when it comes to a mountain like death, you can be confident. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in again next time as we continue this classic teaching with Bishop Breer. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian, or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. <laughs>